0: The Marathon Medic podcast. My name's Amy and I'm a junior doctor and running coach based in London. In this series of the podcast, Running and Me, I'll be chatting with runners about why they started running and the benefits it's had to their health, both physically and mentally. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Ben Cooper. He runs with Good Gym, which is where we met four years ago, and he's currently training for the London Marathon, for which he's raising money for Mind, the charity. Outside of running, Ben works at a mental health recovery college in South East London. And he's also studying at the University of East London to become a counsellor. So thank you for joining the podcast, Ben. And it sounds like you've got a lot going on at the moment.
1: (laughs) Amy, it feels like I've got a lot going on at the moment.
0: So I'm going to dive straight in and just ask you what led you to get into running and how long ago that was.
1: Yeah, um, it's definitely been an evolution for me. Um, I'm trying to recall when I first got into it now, I feel so long ago. But it was following... Following the breakdown I had at work, um, it being, I think I was in the fourth year of my posts, I was working in civil service at the time, and it'd been quite a stressful time, been lots of organisational changes, uncertainty, restructuring and the like, and I was working long hours, I started cutting out all the things that nourished me. And I kept telling myself, if I just keep working longer and longer, oh, maybe I'll get on top of all the work. Um, as Parkinson's law states, work expands to fill the time. So I never did get on top of it. And, um, you know, when people talk about a breakdown, um, that's exactly what it is. I, I literally just, um, my body came to a halt and just said no more. And then what followed was quite a. I guess, quite a deep depression. I became very withdrawn, very low energy. Um, I can't put my finger on what, you know, when I decided to um, necessarily put on the training and start running, but I can recall just it started, be it just, I got, I'd reached the point where even going to the corner shop was quite difficult. Very like anxious um, but I put on the trainers and I literally would run around the block. So be it five, ten minutes. It really started just running around the block quickly as possible so no one would see me, then back indoors. And I guess bit by bit as I got braver, I would go twice around the block or I might even go further afield. Now, at this time, I uh, I was... I didn't really know anything about running. I'd bought some trainers, be it from Sports Direct. I was r- probably running in a cotton T-shirt. Um, you know, when I look back now, when where I reflect how far I've come, I, I kind of laugh at that person because, you know, he was clueless. He was just running around. But it set the foundation what, what was to follow. And, um, you know, when I think about change, you know, when think about personal change, it's, it's quite invisible. You don't see yourself necessarily changing. Um, But with running, you can really, you know, you can make progress quite quickly. And I think at that time, you know, and and depression is associated with low energy and uh, behavior activation. And so it just every kind of time, you know, I went for a run, um, it just started to show me a bit more what was possible. Psychologically, when I went for an hour, so I went for the hour mark running, that was massive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did my, you know, I, I started doing ten um, ks, and I recall my first half marathon. And I went big. I went, I went for the Great North Run. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was running money for the Samaritans. Um, but again, I, I, I didn't have a watch. I was wearing a cotton t-shirt, shorts. I'd never done a half marathon before. I just, it was kind of, um, see what happens. Um, but all, all the time it was kind of, I was kind of building evidence bit by bit, like, okay, maybe I am a runner. Um, I think when I started, I maybe didn't call myself a runner, but bit by bit I was finding the evidence. And yeah, this sort of, um, you know, fits with all I've started to incorporate into my sense of self. Um, Truth be told, when I joined Good Gym, um, one of the one of the drivers for that was actually um, maybe connectiveness. You know, I was probably feeling quite isolated and lonely, um, and running running on my own. You know, I I really value it. I enjoy that headspace, that freedom that comes with it. Just being alone with my thoughts. Um, I feel like I can empty my head, so I can allow other thoughts to come in. But it's hard to keep that motivation going. So I think joining a running group and running with other people really transformed my running. And also, I was able to learn so much from others. And being part of you know that sense of belonging that comes with being in a group really has kind of pushed me forward. And perhaps, you know, when I didn't have necessarily the self belief in myself, other people around me did, and it kind of as I say, it's pushed me forward to do. To do marathons and, uh, and as you know, Amy, uh, ultra marathons.
0: Yeah, last time last year. I'm just interested to know how long it took you to get from that point where you said that you would quickly run around the block without being seen to the point where you're turning up to a running club that you don't know anyone there and you're looking for people to run with and, and how you changed during that period mm, of
1: time. No, that's a good question. Um, I think it's quite a long incubation period. And I think it took me about three or four times after signing up to kitchen to actually go mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of nervousness and anxiety because this is a lot of uncertainty what, what's involved who's going to be there but I think probably a year I would say really? a long time yeah. it took me to like because my confidence had gone from the floor um you know after my breakdown was out of work for a while so it yeah it was a very slow recovery um but I don't know what the uh, tipping point was I think I'd reached a point where think about kind of avoidance or approach motivation and, you know, avoidance, you know, want to keep yourself safe, hidden uh, away from danger. But then I, you know, I I kind of thought how good it could be, or, you know, maybe this sense of like, maybe I'm missing out on stuff. And maybe that tipped the balance and thought, you know, maybe I should, uh, you know, there's boldness in just trying stuff sometimes.
0: I think it's uh, interesting as well because I've known you for so long and I've never heard that from you directly. I've always read it on maybe blog posts you've written or you've mentioned it in passing and I've never appreciated. I, I never realised it took you a year to come to Good Gym. You you turned off and I just thought that was, you know, you'd, you'd moved to the area and you were just tra- trying to find a new club and it wasn't a big deal. I never appreciated how much was going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes often the first step it's the hardest just kind of um, turning up, if you like. Because mm-hmm. um, as I say, it's, I think, you know, and I'm learning this in life, like dealing with uncertainty, trying to um, control what you can and or influence what you can or just accept what, what you can't control. Life will always be uncertain, but it's just um, belie- believing in yourself. And I, th- I think... What's really nice, or oh, what I found with Goodchin was that sort of acceptance. Yes, we might call ourselves runners, but I don't think there's any ego attached. No, it's, it's
0: definitely like, the sense of community with that. Definitely,
1: group. definitely. So, you know, as I said, when did I start calling myself a runner? Well, not immediately, but it took me a bit of time to, you know, build the evidence. Mm.
0: And you're, you're fundraising for Mind at the moment, so I I looked at your fundraising page, obviously, <laughs> and I've just got a quote that I've taken from it because I thought it was worded so well. When my life fell out of control, running gave me back a sense of agency. Anxiety and depression don't have identities of their own and get to run your life. Each step was making a decision to move forward, and with it, I started to take back more control. Through running, I also learned to stay with uncomfortable feelings rather than flee from them or push them down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i stand by that. That's, I mean, that's the reframe. You know, I I think that's the most useful way to think about some of my past experiences. And actually, you know, it wasn't all suffering. There's a lot of learning there as well. And I think running, you know, it's a gesture of self-worth towards yourself. Ultimately, I'm running for a good cause. I'm running for myself. If I can help others by doing that, then, then great. Um, and I would argue with anyone, you know, I life is never 100% out of control. Mm-hmm. It might be 99% out of control. <laughs> I accept that, you know, yeah. but I would I would argue it's never 100% out of control. So work on what you can control, that 1% and bit by bit, you know, grapple back more control.
0: And I'm guessing that's your motivation at the moment for running for mind in particular.
1: Yeah, I think it's such a good fit running Um and mental health, sort of mind-body um, connect because we, we run in packs, you know, and it's then it's in our genes, genes to run. So I think, you know, sometimes we get, a, there's that disconnect from our mind and bodies. We live, we live too much in our heads, you know, always mm. be it, fi- you know, I often ask sometimes students where do you locate yourself in time? And, you know, some students have got one foot in the past, one foot in the future, so consequently they're not living in the present and i think something about running is it's very grounding it brings you you know it's very can be a very present moment and uh, you know and i think that's the goal in life to live more authentically and live be more present in your own life rather than regressing out of the present um but yeah mind it's going to be a very proud moment putting on the vest um i think they do a lot of important work and you know it's tough out there the the environment you know with the funding we've got to do more especially living in London where we're building you know we're building up and, but actually we're becoming quite disconnected as a society and what I think is really nice about the London Marathon or Marathon's more generally is it brings people together be it runners but also people on the street spectators, neighbours who might not ordinarily stand together side by side and you kind of find you see the best in people at these sorts of times and I've got to believe doing the work I do that most people are good you know and I often talk about three degrees of influence if you're kind to three people and in turn each of those people are kind to three people and you've got a kinder of world. You know, Gandhi talks about changing your world, and he said, actually, it just starts with being, it starts much more locally. It starts mm-hmm. by changing your, your community, you know. That's partly what I kind of what I like about Good Jim as well that local activism is quite inspiring to know lots of people want to find a way to help. they just, they're looking for that way. You just need to be kind of um, brought together, if you like
0: and you're you're doing similar things at the recovery college so you just mentioned your students a few times yes you've been working um as i understand to get them into running
1: yeah it's um what i love about my job is a variety so i meant, so i work at a mental health recovery colleges i there's quite a number of, men, of mental health recovery colleges across the country um and it's the it's working on this idea of personal recovery so it's about giving people hope that's often the starting point of recovery um helping people make sense of their experiences so they can find meaning through it and empowering people to take control of their lives so it's it's much more than treating a mental illness it's about how helping people to um live well and actually raise expectations of what they can achieve so we offer a whole range of different courses to promote well-being resilience um but more recently um well as you know uh, because we did our sort of run leadership and running fitness Mm -hmm. course together um so I, I, I took the idea to my manager um, and said, Look, I'd, I'd like to run, run a to 5 k group at the recovery college. And, he, you know, to be fair, Ian's very open-minded. so said, you know, if you can get the students and give it a good go, then we'll, we'll do it. You know, we started uh, last year. Um, and I think there's a lot of misinformation about running. I think sometimes people get this idea that, you know, they equate running for the bus, sprinting with running and actually... When, <laughs> Or that it's gonna be boring, but you know, you can introduce lots of games. And it's it's continued and it's it's something I'm very proud about, it's something I enjoy, enjoy immensely, being able to share my love of running with others. And we've had some really great successes in in the group. So we've got people who may not have run for 10, 20, 30 years, we've got um people who may be um, quite socially anxious, so they're quite self-conscious about perhaps running in public, so we have got to overcome those barriers mm-hmm. to participation. Um, but, you know, it's, again, I mentioned connectiveness, that find a sense of belonging. There's, there, there's a real power in running with a group. So, for example, I've had, you know, some students have been, she's been injured, but, yet yeah, she's kept coming every week to support others because she's part of the running group. You know, I doesn't.
0: think that's so important. Within the Mental Health Recovery College, but also outside, I think a lot Mm. of our friends when they get injured, that can be very isolating, actually. And it's not just the running element that we lose. We lose that social element and still being able to come to events, volunteer at park run, cycle, if that's possible, is so important in keeping people connected because you do create a lot of bonds and seeing people going out and running and not being able to do it. It's not just frustrating physically, mentally, it's you've just become, you, you lose that sense of identity a little bit, you... That's lose right. your sense of place in that community, so it's it's great that she can still come along and
1: absolutely. I mean, I I mean when I mentioned identity earlier, it, it's important not to put all your eggs in mm-hmm. one basket because obviously, if you then have an injury, then then where does that leave you? Who you are? But it's, so in life, it's important to differentiate your kind of self worth. Is you know have a lot going on, but I think what's what's great about running, as I mentioned, like in terms of, like personal changes, I. I say to students, give me, you know, just give me five weeks, give me 10 weeks, and I will show you, you will make progress. I'm absolutely convinced. Um, And actually, some of the students wear their injuries with badges of honour. I've got a sporting injury for the first time in my life. It's kind of like, wow, because you're going to, when you're first starting out, you're going to get maybe shin splints, Mm. you're going to get sore calves if you've never run before. But there's got some lovely stories. Uh, You know, I've got one student who, He's borrowed shoes from his brother because you know he can't afford to buy his own trainers, so he's running in these secondhand trainers from his brothers, But he wants to come along. You know, I've got other students who smoke or 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 they lead chaotic lives. Yet Monday morning, they you know they kind of find a way to get there every Monday morning because it's important to them that they don't let the others down. You know, as they're part of the group. But it kind of that you're right. they often in I think in mental health we sometimes we talk about recovery, um, but we ne- we ne- we neglect this idea of social recovery, because mm. um, actually what what a lot of time people experience is a loss, some sort of sense of loss. Be it a loss of a valuable role, if maybe they lost a job, a loss of connectedness, if they find themselves isolated, loss of self. Um, if they just don't know who they are anymore, so running can help people really can help people come back to themselves and can really raise expectations of what they can achieve, and then hopefully you can translate that into other areas of your life. If you can do, you know, running, and, as you know, it's it's honest. You know, I've reflected after races and thought, you know, when I fell short, if I if I'm being honest myself, I didn't put the training in. There's no dodging this. It's hard work. But that's that's the value in the process. And I often say when we get to we're working towards going to park run in, in March for some of the students who've never done a park run before. That's 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 the aim. Winning would be getting on the start line, mm-hmm. you know, because that's we've done all the training behind it and we can celebrate it. You know, I've got one student who's done her first run outdoors on her own. I can recall she came back and said, Ben, I went for my first run outdoors and you know what? No one actually no one actually commented or was looking. I was like, "How? Everyone's self-absorbed. We're all thinking about ourselves." <laughs> you
0: know. Have but, you uh, coached anyone into getting over those fears about running in public? Because I, I think that's an issue with a, with a lot of people, whether they've got anxiety generally or, or not. Like even friends of my own say, oh, I, I couldn't run outdoors." You know, if I'm in a gym everyone's exercising but if I go to the park mm. there's people just on a walk and they're going to look at me and think oh she's she's sweating and or why is she running so I'm wondering if there's anything you've used to try and uh, get people over that first hurdle of actually taking that first step outside and and running.
1: yeah I think it's gradual exposure so it starts maybe with running in a group together mm-hmm. um and then little by little it's maybe it's getting people to run a little bit on their own doing a little lap With the knowledge that they're never that far away from, being me or the rest of the group, bit by bit. And it's just about helping people build that evidence base that actually I did go for a little run there. I did a little loop and actually no one did stare at me or made any comment. And also we we try to encourage a buddy system in the running club, try to get people to buddy up. Um, And that also gives people accountability Um,
0: For turning up as well. For turning up as well.
1: I think sometimes people are quite prepared to let themselves down. Yeah. And maybe that's not so much others. Not so much others. So when you can motivate yourself to go for your own run, and you don't need anybody else, that's really powerful. And um, you know, in our you know, we sort of think about in our emotional lives, if if you always wait to be in the right mood to do something, you might be waiting a long time. So there's great again. There's great agency and power in just doing something sometimes and then motivation will follow. Um, but I think certainly barriers to participation I think it, it's a lot of uncertainty the not knowing what you can do is in terms of increasing control people can run but they maybe they know they've got a kind of an exit strategy if they know how to so maybe do loops near the house they've always got the option just to loop back and go home. Um increase certainty. So you can maybe choose a, a route or a time of day when you maybe not many not as many people around.
0: So just about kind of setting it up as much as you can so that you're minimizing anything that's uncertain and yeah,
1: really control the controllables, the yeah. you know. Um
0: You went to a recent um conference as well that's looking at at sport at a I guess more professional level as, mm. as well is there anything that you picked up from that that you feel you can take back to your your running group or anything you learned that you think's useful to share
1: it was looking at the role of psychotherapy in sport I mean there's been quite a lot of um, recent you know high profile sports people who've who've come out and spoken about their own mental health difficulties um, but the world of sport you know there's a particular dimension to it because it's you know it's elite it's it's a brutal industry because ultimately it's a winning it's about results it's about winning so how do you balance looking after the well-being of your players and promoting good mental health and valuing them as a whole person because they are people mm-hmm. you know they're people that be play football people who play tennis and maybe we forget that sometimes but also still have that relentless drive to win and how do you balance the two um so it's a really you know really interesting conference we also discuss you know look, we you know particularly use the examples of football academies because we've got development squads that you know 10 years of age you know you might be spotted and you know put into development squads now the likelihood is you're never going to make the first team there's value in the process of going to that and learning um, but we'd be setting up our young people to fail if we weren't being very honest with them or or, or managing their expectations. You know, when I think about myself, um, and I know we've had conversations to this effect, you know, I'm, I feel a real sense of urgency to see what I can achieve and push my limits. And when I fall short, there is disappointment. Um, and I know we... You know, we spoke after the big half last year and I was I was in a lousy mood for a few hours. Um, but when I take the wider perspective, you know, I was talking about two minutes. When I think about when I've been most happiest as a runner, I'd actually... Um, I would say it would be the ultra. And actually, I wasn't running quick whatsoever. <laughs> I was a long time on my feet. But for that time, I was... There was no expectation. I wasn't let's say putting any pressure on myself. I was really just trying to as I say be present and enjoy it. And I never want to lose sight of that. Mm. Um yes, there's there's things I want to achieve in running. I'm, I feel I'm in good health. Um but that should never be at the um detriment to be at, you know, running with friends or, or just enjoying it join running for itself. Um Autoleptic.
0: It's, it's funny you say that because I would say my biggest achievement has been my ultra. And I think most people wouldn't think that. Hmm. But I think when you put so much pressure on a time in a race, it it just makes the whole experience a little bit darkened, whether you achieve it or not, because there's so much pressure and anxiety. Whereas we turned up to the ultra, we had a nice day before, we had quite a relaxing morning. Hmm. And I've never I felt so strong afterwards because I did something that I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to do that morning. And that was a huge sense of achievement and it yeah. drove me to think, oh, when, when can we do the next one? And I spoke to people along the way and it had more sense of community than a, a fast race would have. And I've met people on that ultra that I'm, I still kind of follow on Strava now and know what they're up to, whereas London Marathon, <laughs> there's no <laughs> one I've ever met on London Marathon course and had a chat with.
1: No, so. no, you've got the blinkers on, isn't it? Yeah. It's, that, it's, it's, it's running your own race. No, there's something very lovely about that sort of ultra community mm. You know, and I hope, that's what I hope for a lot of the, um, you know, my running group at the recovery college, if um, if I can share with them a part run. And at the recovery college, we're really mindful that we don't want to create dependency. So we're we'll always thinking about how we can help people um, connect with their local community. Um, so hopefully we'll go along to this part running for, you know, I can, you know, I can recall when we last, when the, the, the look on people's faces when they, when they finished, um, you know, sometimes we get swept up, you know, we, we do our 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathon, marathons, ultras, and you think, when's it going to stop? Um, but everyone's got, a, you know, everyone's Everest will look different. Mm-hmm. Um, which never ever diminishes anyone else's, you know, experience you know it should be a wonderful day when we go down there in March um
0: I hope so (laughs) given the last few weekends of weather, I'm not sure you'll have a beautiful I might be standing yeah I might be there on my own
1: we can hope we can hope fingers (laughs) crossed
0: well thank you for sharing all of that I just want to end with a question I'm going to put you on the spot um I'd like you to just give me one word that would describe how running has changed your life
1: Liberating.
0: Liberating. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> to keep up to date with the latest episodes, follow along using the handle at MarathonMedic or visit marathonmedic.com. Thanks for listening.